knucklehead, knucklehead, knuckle, 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 knucklehead, 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 knucklehead. What's up, guys? We're the Knuckleheads Podcast. I'm the fanboy. I'm the hater, and I got a question. And, I, and I'm the fence rider. Welcome to the conversation. Uh, three and a half inches. Is that was that your question? Yes, that that's all. What's it takes the best kind of thickness of a steak? <laughs> <laughs> I had to tear myself down before you fucking tell <laughs> came to fucking tear the house down. Try uh, lock it in. Don't, don't forget to rate me and subscribe. Buy all our shit on Teespring, please, because we're a poor. Are you going to randomly give context to your dumb shit, or are you choosing not to? <laughs> or... I, 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 was, I was letting you finish with your... With your, uh, with your... My spiel? I was going to say shtick, but you're a dick. Shtick works. Uh, you bought, I know you bought a mattress recently, and it came in a box, right? In a in a vacuum seal bag in a box. Yeah. How about you? I've I've bought those before. Do Do you feel like the mattress in the box doesn't look like it should be the correct size? Like you know. What do you mean, like thickness, three and a half inches, or? Uh, <laughs> no, like the width wise. Like I, I bought I bought a mattress. It just came today. What size? Uh, queen. Okay. So that's the size of my current mattress. Yeah, that's a sizable mattress. I can, uh, I, I can, uh, I can roll over on that bitch and still be on it. So I, I get the box and like I'm lugging it inside, and it's yes, you know, it's not too heavy. It's just big. I drag it downstairs. Gone. They okay. take 24 hours to expand. And it's, and then it, it'll. It's it's come not just the rule. Normally the like it comes with a thing that says like don't sleep on them for at least 24 hours so they can fully expand. Um, but. That's why I told you when you were shopping around to measure measure your box spring and then look at the measurement of the the final measurement of the mattress because the queen the queen size mattress that I bought doesn't it it's a little smaller than the box or I don't have a box spring but it's smaller than the massive fucking wood thing that I have it sitting on like it, it sits yeah. inside of this. I don't. I, I would guess it's a box spring, but it has like storage on the inside. But it's like a solid wood. If I have to, if I push the mattress to the wall, there's like a good like twelve inches that it's nothing is there. Because I was, I mean, I measured it to the size, whatever the size of the mattress was, they matched up, like the width and the length matched up to the one I bought. But when I'm dragging this box downstairs, this box is like half my height. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just feels like it's not wide enough, you know, in this box. I'm hoping that... <laughs> Y'all ain't long enough. Wait, but when you put it on your box spring, it fit. No, I haven't right. opened it yet. I just got it, like, earlier. No, it, came in. Believe oh, it or no, not, no. the expand yeah. is crazy. Right. Yeah, like, it goes fast. Yeah, like you. The The main thing, though, like, when, when, I, when I carried it, it was shorter than me as well. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I, I brought it, I dragged it downstairs uh you know and i'm like man and i once i put it down i then i was standing i was like this is this the, the one thing that. that sucks is if you got to return that because there is no way of getting it back in that box without a machine oh, yeah. yeah well i mean i don't i don't understand how they would expect you to be able to return it well it i don't like i don't know I, I all i know is that the last place uh mattress firm when i tried to look up mattresses and i was like hey i want to get a i want to get one of their things it was like 500 bucks and if you did not, if say you weren't satisfied and you were returning it, they charge you like a percentage and it was like $280 to return it. They charge you like a restock fee, a, a pickup fee, and then like a another fee just because they have to pick it up now. Damn. So yeah, they, they definitely right. rape your face. 
I'll, I'll, I'll let them charge me and then and then I'll call my credit card and deny the charge. <laughs> or just pee on it and be like, oh, it came with pee. <laughs> Yo, but the, the fucking restocking fees are such a fucking... It's a, it's a hack, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a bitch fucking move, man. I, I had to return a hotspot that I purchased recently from T-Mobile. And I go in and it was $122 altogether. And they were like, oh, but it's going to be a $20 restocking fee. I'm like, you serious? Fuck it. I mean, I still need the money back. Like, I'm not going to stay with the shit just for $20. Yeah, and no, they catch you. Like, you guys are assholes. It's, the, it's the, definitely the worst, a scam. The worst, the worst part is that then they're going to go and resell that fucking item. Exactly, for the same price. Yeah, who's who's kidding who? They're going to... Everything is just a way to take money out of your pocket. Whatever it is, always say, whatever you do, you got to find a way to charge a motherfucker for it. There, there's clothing companies that do that too now. Yeah? Like, if, if you... Yeah, there, there was a... A company called Minimal, uh, and it's it's a really shady company. And I first learned about them like four years ago from a fashion channel I followed. And they, you know, they did the promo, use my promo code, all this shit, and I got soaked in. I was like, oh, thirty percent off, fucking a, like that's great. And I went to the website and I bought, I think I bought two pairs of pants and then two, three shirts, one with a pocket, one without a pocket, a breast pocket, like regular black tees. But they were like a vintage wash, and I bought a long sleeve, and all three of the shirts fit completely different. The fact that one of them, the the tees side by side, or when you put them on top of each other to lay them out, one of them had oh. like inches around it, and all of the only difference was a pocket. And huh. the pants, the same thing. the The pants that were supposedly slim cut fit big and then the ones that were normal fit small it was ridiculous so i when i went to return them they tried to charge me eight dollars per item to per uh, item yeah they, per, per restock item because they can they're considered um like a boutique, like a boutique? Yeah. yeah and i was just like yo i'm not i'm not paying that like this is ridiculous you guys your your the sizing you offer doesn't match how could i buy two shirts that are the same thing except the pocket and they're different sizes and after like a couple of days back and forth, eventually they just let me return everything uh, and they didn't charge me. But it, now it's funny that like all these years later, I still follow that channel and he, he dropped them as a sponsor years ago. And all the fans, like every time, you know, the when YouTubers like uh, ask us anything type thing, the, yeah. the people always like, what's the minimal story? And they're like, no, we're going to one day we'll release what happened with us in that company. So there was something big that happened with them as well that they they're a very shady ass company. And Matt overcharged like forty five dollars for like a, a fucking long sleeve shirt or, or like it, they're they're pricey as fuck. You know what you could do if you really if if you're so determined to stick it back to companies, right? Put a put a whatchamacallit, get the clothes, put them in a bag, get some like moths or uh, something that eats through fabrics, throw them in there, see the motherfuckers in there, see if they chomp up the clothes or the mattress. <laughs> They'll probably die in there. I mean, maybe they get a few chomps in the, you know what I'm saying? Or the mattress, put a couple of bed bugs on it while they're hauling it out. You got to find bed bugs, work. though. <laughs> oh, when you return it? Oh. Yeah, when you return it, yeah. Yeah, when you return it. No, no, you, uh, fuck that. I'll try. I'll go, I bet you can go online and order some bed bugs. Yo, I, 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 do not wish that, I do not wish that on anybody, bro. Nope. You know how you're going to fuck up everybody else? That probably buys clothes from them. That, that's the per- That's the Joker movie. That's like I want to see the world burn. Yeah. Uh, if you get if you get electronics, you open them, open them up, and you fucking just drop a magnet in there near the fucking like the CPU or some shit or near the power supply. Motherfucker, is, really? Instead of all of that, 
Honestly, I would rather find a way to buy die packs and just put them in everything I return. So whoever opens that bitch, that's just like poof, right in their face. At least I gained some knowing yeah, that the, I caught somebody. Yeah, the, the problem with that is, was it, I think that's more blatant. If you slap a couple of bed bugs on there, a couple of moths into a thing, you talk about buying bed bugs at Bed Bug Depot, motherfucker. <laughs> like this is hey, they're, they're Bed Bug ma- Beyond, bro. They're yeah, a mattress company, man. What do you want from me? Fucking Bed Bug and Beyond, and then he's like, use uh, promo code Bloodsucker, and you get ten percent off. Yeah, I mean, that seems that's, wild. That's the, I'm just saying, it's you know, it's, it's the next glitter bomb. You know what I'm saying? Well, we get no, no, no I, but, but wait, but wait until the hater gets something refurbished. <laughs> and then he gets hit with the bed bugs. So, like, yo, why well, I got moths in my TV? Somebody listened to this podcast and they mixed it up. <laughs> uh, the what, What's funny, uh, this week, Jay, well, last week, so Jamie ordered me, she ordered me a... Oh? A ball. Yeah. A, a baseball. And it's uh, A-Rod. A-Rod's autograph. And the guy that I, I contacted him, and I was like, hey, man, like, I want to buy this ball. And he had it for, like... I think it was like a hundred dollars, right? And it had the the JSA, it had all you know everything that we would look for when collecting. And he sent it, or he he blocked me because I asked him, "What is your lowest? Uh, what would you accept? Because you accept offers. What's your lowest thing?" And he gave me the the buy it now price. He was like, "You know, I don't really go under that price." And I was like, "But well, you accept offers." We went back and forth, and he blocked me. So Miss Fanboy ordered on her shit, and. He sent it with fucking packing peanuts, bro. And yo, packing peanuts is the it, it's the like devil's if you, if you send shit with packing peanuts, you are the you are the worst kind of person. Uh, yeah. Because like, especially if I'm sitting on the couch and she'll come over, she's like, "Here, I got you something." I'm like, "Cool," and I open it, and you know, you want to you want to tear into it because you're excited. And I fucking opened it, and I was like, "Well, I can't even tear into this shit because it has fucking packing peanuts everywhere." When uh when I worked at MakerBot and we used to get repairs, people would pack the machines in packing peanuts. And besides the fact that packing peanuts Are can't useless? protect one of those, yeah, they can't they can't protect the machine because that machine weighs vastly outweighs the capacity for packing peanuts. Um, and the the packing peanuts would get into every nook and cranny of the machine, and you literally had to open up the whole machine and tear it down. Because they would be inside of it, and you kind of you had to like take the base plate off, take the walls down to get all the packing peanuts, and the packing peanuts also create static electricity, which could fuck with the boards. On yeah. top of that, so we had to get them to fucking ban packing peanuts from from returns, and then when customers would send us something with packing peanuts, we'd open it, we see the peanuts, we'd reseal it, and then we'd tell customer service, and we ship it back to the customer. It was just like, it was out of control. It was just so, I remember I filled up a whole garbage can with packing peanuts. Once I took a box, I'm just dumping it, dumping it, filled the whole can, shook the bag, dumping it. Although, if you want to get rid of packing peanuts fast and easy, acetone, you could chuck it on there and it'll melt them. And warm water. If you just put them on the warm water, they'll they'll turn to mush. They're like cotton candy. (laughs) Yeah. But the shit is, you got to still fucking, you got to put them somewhere. And yeah, you got to deal with them. Then they stick to your hands. They all over your fucking carpet. Like I hate that shit. Uh, but I'm waiting for for the guy to give Miss Fanboy a good rating for eBay, so so she can message him and be like, "Hey, my husband that you block loves the ball." <laughs> See, I'm not the only one trying to stick it to people. Or think well, no, because he he was a little bitch. He, he not only was he a little bitch. I I literally was like, "Hey, man, I'm trying to buy one of your products. Like, why are you so like angry? Like, or no, I said, why are you so hostile?" And he's like, no, I'm, I don't mean to be hostile. 
you know, I just don't like offers, blah, 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 blah. You know, be sure to send an offer, you know, if you want. And then when I went to fucking message him again, he blocks me. And if, and the fact that he you had to go on the desktop version to block someone completely, like he went out of his way to make sure that anything he sells, I can't even purchase for a regular price. Do you uh, do you have to accept offers? Like, is that like an automatic pick or like I mean, no. you just put buy it now? You put so that. You, you said it. Okay. But but see, like I, I can see it. it sounds no offense, but it sounds like you were being pushy. Well, no, no. So the thing is, if you're selling something, if you're selling something for a hundred dollars and you have best offer, if you have offers on, that means there's a number that you're thinking of that you will you will accept if you have offers on. So the problem is, a lot of people put auto decline on their offers. So say you go, I only accept offers ninety five and under. If I'm trying to buy it and I'm starting my offers at fifty. I have no idea what your low end price is. So I only have three bids until I can't bid anymore. So I reach out first to know what their, I I don't ask for their exact number. I say like, what's your range? Because if I know your range, I can bid around that. I could send an offer around that. And if I don't, if I put 50, it says auto decline, 55, auto decline, 60, auto decline. Now I can't bid on the fucking item because you have it at $5 less than your buy it now. It doesn't make sense. But then if he's like, I don't really, I don't really accept offers below my buy it now price. Which then, then he's an it. idiot. No, no. That, but, and, and I, and I stopped, but then we started talking not about it. So his, his, his message was, oh, you have an item right now for, uh, for $55 on, in your store. And you accept buy it now. So you, you, uh, would you give them an answer if they message you? I was like, yeah, because I won't accept any offers under, you know, $8 under my buy it now price. And he was like, oh, but I don't work that way. And I was like, that's fine. I just wanted to know what your range was because I'm trying to buy your, if someone's trying to buy your item and that's just been sitting there for years, if someone's showing any type of interest, you're an idiot. If you're just like, nah, fuck you, I'm blocking you. You could have sold your item. I think I think some of the question could be asked is like if you don't necessarily want to accept orders or offers and your your buyer now is essentially your lowest price, uh, whatever that number may be, then why not just turn that option off if since it is an option you can select. Turn you know it off. If, 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 you, if, you you're not, if you're not willing if you're not willing to negotiate the cost, you know what I'm saying? If you if your buy now number is eighty bucks then that that like your buy now number should just be like your lowest thing like an all I think maybe but, an offer. But, but but in that case it was in that case his buy now offer was the lowest. So if you're trying to go under it, then it's like the problem is if you accept then, offers, then then you're a liar. No, because what if because you say you had it for a hundred, right? He, had, he had buy it now. He had it for a hundred, and his buy it now. When I said, now. hey, what's your what's your what what offer range are you accepting? He said a hundred. And I was like, oh, I'm, I, I assume because you had an, uh, an offer button, you had another number in mind. And he's like, oh, I do, but you have to put offers in. And I'm like, yeah, so but I just want to know your range so I can put the right offers in. And he's like, oh, it doesn't work like that. You put an offer, I accept it or decline. And I'm like, so what's his buy now? His buy now was 100. He literally sent me the same and, and number. What was it, at? it was at 100. When so, I said, okay, what so offers do you take? He said 100. And I was like, Oh, but you have buy and that you have offers turned on. So like, what range is that? And the thing is, he didn't want to give me a range. And when people do that shit, it's it's very difficult to buy their item because if I, if I'm like, oh, he wants me to send an offer. If I send a fifty dollar offer and he has auto decline under a hundred under ninety bucks, let's say, I don't know that as a buyer. 
I won't know what his bottom price is until I randomly hit it or I send him an offer and he sends me an offer back. But the problem is if you have auto decline under a certain amount, you have to go searching for if people even got auto decline. No, no, I, I get that. No, I get that. But we're talking about this specific case. Yeah, so like, it was just a pain oh, in the ass for me. I think I think it's kind of like the equivalent of when you go to a job interview and you ask about how much, how much they're going to pay you. Like – you know, nobody wants to leave Wait. money on the table in a sense, I think, is yeah. that's the point I'm driving at. So he's trying to find this guy's bottom number because obviously he wants to spend less. But the guy the guy ain't trying to give up his bottom number. He's just going to let you fish in the wind for it because he doesn't yeah. want to get hammered. But in reality, I think he should have just turned off his offers if he wasn't willing to, to really negotiate. Because even then, he could have said, okay, so it's $100 buying now. What He's like, what's your range on offers? All right, I'll take no less than 90 and he could have solved the problem. That's it. All he had to do was give me a range, anything over 90. And I would, be like, I would make an executive decision on my end, be like, okay, do I even want to buy it at 90? Whatever. But when you have something, it especially is worse when the item is expensive. Like if the item is like four or $500 and they have buy it now at 500 and you don't know their offer, it's you only get three offers. And if they have auto decline on, you won't know what their number actually is unless you reach but out. But then, to them. so, but then the only way you could buy it is by buying now, right? Yeah. After, but, you, right, after your so. three, yes. Or you reach out. But the problem is if you're not accepting offers, then you shouldn't offer that setting. That's, that doesn't okay. make sense. You know but, what I mean? Um, like but, if you don't want to go under that hundred, don't go under it. Stay at, buy it now a hundred. Don't, don't accept offers because the thing is, when you accept offers, that sometimes brings in more traffic on your item. But to, to switch gears a little bit, what you just said, Hater, um, that I, I don't understand why it's rude or it's bad, whatever, um, asking salaries when you go into job interview. Like, the first interview or the, like the first walk-in well, or when you get a well, follow-up? Well, no, no, no. Well, it depends, right? Well, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's okay if you ask throughout all of them. Not saying that I've gone to a bunch of interviews and like that, and I don't know if it's still the case. But I think that's wrong because at the same time, like, look, I want to work for your company, right? But I also need to pay my bills, and I need to make sure that X plus Y equals my bills. And you know and your worth, so like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And if it's like, oh, so what are you what are you gonna pay me, like? for all these things like you know what the job entails essentially right or at least you're gonna go in there to get more information so i i feel like I, you should have the right to ask that information without without any issues or they should be willing willingly give it up to you right up front like look like, this is what we're trying to pay i i agree i hate i hate when i get a message on linkedin from a recruiter for for my field and we, you know, they'll ask if you're interested and then they give you the, you know, description. And there's times when I go, okay, so what is, you know, what's the pay, what's the pay scale or the pay range for this job? What's the salary? And they go, oh, you'll have to give us a call um, because we, we want to set up an interview with you. And I'll go, okay, I, I don't mind setting up an interview, but I just want to know what's the range. Like my shit is it, it why waste my time? Why yeah, why waste like, each other's time? Right? Yeah, because I, like, I like whenever it. I see that on LinkedIn, I'm just like I scroll down, salary inquire within. I'm like, fuck you, I'm not gonna do it. This you that means you ain't paying shit and you want people to you want you wanna rope people in for fucking thirty eight thousand. Yeah. Like, no, suck my dick. I think uh I I think once I'm in an interview, I I, I don't necessarily try to 
or at least my current thinking would be, I'm not trying to worry about a second interview in a sense, like you know, like a follow. You're trying to get you're trying to get through the first one. Or yeah, I'm, one. I'm I'm trying to go through it. So I think depending on what this position is, like I'm gonna state where I stand regardless, because I think most companies in, in a generalization will lowball the living fuck out of you. They don't. Wait, get, but what does that mean for you though? Will you stay where you stand? Like meaning you're gonna say this is what I want, or what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, like like if I was gonna go be uh, uh work as a three D printing tech, you know, uh, back in the three D printing field, whatever the case may be. Obviously, I got good experience. I I come across the board. You know, what I'm saying I'm gonna slap my number down on the table, be like, you know, like okay, let's talk about conversation. Okay, this is what I this is what I'm I want slash what I'm worth, regardless of number. And they're like, okay, well, we're only paying you know the thirty eight because companies love to slap you with 38 because for whatever reason, 38 seems like this magical number that companies come up with. But I'm like, yo, I want, you know, 63.5. I'm, I'm, I'm whatever my number is. I'm going I'm to slap my number down and be like, all right, well, we're going to give you 38. I'm like, all right, that's not going to work. So we're going to talk and see where we can move around and determine what it is. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I think by, I don't want to let them set the number. I'm going to set my number out first for me. So I like, I control it a little bit better, or at least that's my thing. I don't know well, how good that is or the strategy. But. I, I, I never think you should throw out your number first. I always feel like the company should throw out their number first in an interview, because if you are the, if you throw out 65 and they were going to pay you 80, guess what? They paying you at 65 now. So I always try to find what's their range in their salary because the problem is, like you said, most companies, if, if if you give them a chance to stick it in your ass, guess fucking what? They're going to put it, they're going to take you to pound town every time. And well, I've, I've definitely had that on interviews where, uh, you know, we're talking, we're talking and they're like, okay, so what's your salary range? I'm like, well, currently it's this and I'm looking for this. And they're like, they're fucking 30, 40 grand off. I'm like, all right, that, that ends here. Because well, if, if you're 30 grand off, they're not going to meet you there. I, I, I do agree that about the shooting first, but I think when it comes to like a 3D printing tech job or a 3D printing managerial job, I have that experience. I understand. I know what the ranges are. So I think that it's a little bit better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see like because a regular. you already have like the inside. Yeah, because I've already been on it. He's been in a few years. Just the defender's been in a few years. So I could be like, yo, what's the range of pay for your guys across the board? I can get a little more info on that. So if I'm going to ask to be a, like a tech, I know that a tech's generally not going to get no $60,000 a year, but that's why I'm going to slap my number down and hopefully they can bring that number up. Now, if I'm going to be like a manager, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go a little bit higher than that. Cause obviously I know there's a lot more responsibility in that. You know what I'm saying? Well, at least I'm going to try and I'm going to do, try to do research LinkedIn or indeed shows job range, uh, pay scales, you know, for companies that are listed, you know, so there's a little bit more to it, but I do agree with his thing. If you do shoot first, you may very well lose. You may you know shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, during whenever I do interviews and I go through the whole spiel of like, why do you want to work here? Fucking, you know, strengths, weaknesses, all those bullshit things. After all of that, and I ask you, like, what 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 compensation are you you know looking for here? And they hit me with a 65 or a 60 or they're like, I'm worth this. I ain't hiring you. You out. Because that, that means like soon as they throw that big ass number out, if if the job is like paying 38. There, there's no way we're going to make an agreement. No no one is going to jump from there like, yo, I'm taking my stand. I'm worth 65 to 38. Like, well, no, no, it's very rare to do that as a normal tech position. But I think as a lead and, you know, we have this is our 10th year in printing. 
I think as a lead position or a director position, you have that experience and that knowledge to be like, yo, this is what I'm owed or this is what I feel I'm worth. And then you haggle back and forth. But as a normal like tech, no, I, I don't see that as a back and forth. Well, but the, what I'm talking about is when there's a job that they don't give you, uh, when they don't tell you how much it is up front, you know what I'm saying? When you got to acquire within, because obviously if I'm going to apply for a tech job, that's going to pay me, you know, $20 an hour. I already know where I stand. And then maybe I can try to squeeze a couple more, uh, a couple more, I was going to say shekels. But that, that's shekels. Yeah. Schmeckles out of them. Then I'm going to try and squeeze them when I know what it is. But if it's a job that I, that they're not saying, then I'm going to just try to hit, you know, hit him with the big gun first. But if yeah, it's but a job you're also being I, smart about it. <laughs> you're going like, oh, you're going to give me 20. Like, I think I, I, I think I should be making 24. You're not going to be like, oh, it's not 40? Fuck out of here. Like, you, that, that's, I think, the biggest mistake a lot of people make in those spots is that they shoot way too high. Like, I get you should shoot high always because, you know, you, you're going to meet in the middle somewhere. But a lot of companies, tech companies... If I'm if I, if I'm offering a position that's say fifty grand and they're coming in and being like, yo, I want eighty, I, like I'm yeah, that's already a turnoff. Like I'm just like, all right, that means this dude's not gonna, they're not gonna bend because I've had people come in at my job that we've hired that literally had no experience before. They're right out of college and they start at like forty two, and the first raise we you know we give like a three percent raise, and the dude wasn't even there for a year yet. And normally when you're not there, when you're there for less than a year, you don't get a raise. You won't get your 3% cost of living raise. But I still gave him a 3% raise. And he was like, oh, I'm, I was hoping to be bumped up to, you know, 58. And I'm like, what, where the fuck did you get these numbers from? At that time that was making more than me. I'm like, where the fuck you getting this number from? You're not even a lead. You, you've been here seven months. You getting a 3%. You trying to get fucking 20%. That's not, that's not how this works. People have this warped sense of fucking how it works, and it's crazy. From from the managerial side, because of the people that I've interviewed, like I already obviously I've, I go in there knowing the hard number and what it is, and I know where I can and cannot bend on it. So like my number would generally be like, okay, a person with no experience, you're gonna start here, and a person with some experience, you could start here. You know, we keep them in a little bit of a range, but I mean, yeah, there's no. Asking for huge rages like that. But I think it does correlate to what you said before. The higher up positions, you definitely have more power, like in the managerial, uh, senior, director. Yeah. You know, you get to ask. You get to ask. Just come right out with it because, you know, like I got the experience. I, I got the, you know, I got the resume to back this up. Yeah. So I, I, I think that does happen because even my old boss used to tell me, uh, he was like, you know, we talked something at one point. He's like, I don't have a resume. I was like, why not? It was like, he was like, because I'm a CEO. He was like, we don't have a resume. That's not how we you do have, it. You don't yeah, need it. Yeah. He's like, you know, my experience is already like it speaks for itself in that, in that sense. Um, so there's there's definitely a nuance to it, of course, because obviously, you know, depending on the job, when you're interviewing, people are nervous. I've interviewed people who are nervous, scared. They were, you know, sweating bullets. <laughs> it's the best. And, uh, you know, I, I always try to Did keep you my. you got any uh, sexual favors? Uh, Me? Male <laughs> or female? <laughs> female no <laughs> i had four guys <laughs> male no comment yeah no the, like i i don't mind doing interviews the only thing that sucks oh, about you say sexual favor. No. <laughs> the only thing that sucks about the interview part is like being being in the field for so long you get someone that comes in you can kind of tell where they are knowledge wise but like you can really see through them very easily like in certain tech fields you can't fake it 
Like, if, mm-hmm. if I'm asking you basic knowledge stuff that you have on your resume and you're faking it, like, you can, you're going to easily get caught out there. Uh, but I always give them, like, I do the Google thing. I always give them a riddle or a, a, a problem to solve. And I tell them, like, you know, if, if you make it to round two, come back with the answer. And I, I, I do find that that really, get, it, it does tell something about the person when they do make it to the next round and they bring an answer that shows like, hey, they thought about it. Or even if they Googled the shit, like it took them, like they actually went and tried to find this answer. Um, so like, I, I do definitely like that. Like I, I have an interview next week and I already have a new riddle for them. And what's the riddle? I, I don't know if you're smart enough. Man. Maybe not, but what's the riddle? Hold on, I'll tell you right now. But what, what's my you sexual favors though? <laughs> you know the riddle, bro? Oh, off the top of my head? No, I write it in my, my fucking memo. You crazy? I ain't that good. I'm the, the interviewer, the, bro. I don't need to be smart. The thing, the thing uh, that oh, I would so always... Three light bulbs. So this is a logic question. It says you are standing in a room with three light switches. The switches all correspond to three different light bulbs in an adjacent room that you cannot see into. With all the light switches starting in the off position, how can you find out which switch connects to which light bulb? Wait, you, you cut out for a little bit. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> yeah. I felt like you just said that because you're like, wait, I need time to Google. Uh, You're standing in a room with three light switches. The switches all correspond to three different light bulbs in an adjacent room that you cannot see into. With all the light switches starting in an off position, how can you find out which switch connects to which bulb? Oh, this was in a movie. Was it? Yeah. So what's Uh, the answer? Can you leave the room? No, you're well in the movie. You're no, you in the movie. If um you go into the room, uh, well, the, the idea is that you can't tell when the light turns on, right? Because the door closes at some point. Mm-hmm. That's how it was in the movie. And so what they did was, and water just kept. Oh, it was, oh, it was an escape room. There we go. That's the name of the movie that it was in. Is he frozen on your screen too? Who the fence rider? No. is is frozen. Your face. No, he was uh, talking. He he's talking right now. Oh, I, I see him as frozen, but I can still hear him though. Ah, uh, yeah, no, he's, 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 he's doing yeah. a cheap, he's doing a cheap robot, or he's he's swimming through midair. <laughs> um, how how they solved it was they. How many chances did you get to to flip a switch, or you, or you only got one? It doesn't say uh, how many chances you got. Okay, it says how it's it's a logical question, not a um, it's not a riddle. It's just a logic question. It's just for for thought, um, like for for problem solving. Gotcha. But the, the answer would be, you. Uh, it says, turn on the first switch and let it stay on for a few minutes. Then turn, on, then turn the first switch off. Quickly turn on the second switch. Then checking the room, I'd see the second bulb turned on and feel the other two bulbs to see that which one is oh, warmer. Oh, uh, yeah. The warmer bulb is the one I just turned off. So that belongs to the first switch. While the bulb that is, that's on belongs to the second switch, the third switch would belong to the bulb that is off and coolest to the touch. I thought you. Yeah. I thought there were three rooms, though. No, there's three switches. No, three switches. So it's and three switches with, with three light bulbs in front of you. Yeah. No, the light bulbs are in the other room. You can't so see I, if the light is turning on. But yeah, somehow you can feel that the light bulb comes on. No, you you can feel no. the bulb when, when you when you turn on the switch. You can't see into the room that has the, the bulb. door closes. That's yeah, what the, it is. there's the doors closed or there's no viewing into that room. So uh-huh. if you turn on the switch, if you turn on the switch and you look, you can't see anything. So if you turn on one, leave it on, turn it off, and then turn on the other one, 
When you go into the room, one of them is going to be warm. One is on, one is cold. That's how you know which one is which. So you yeah. can leave the room. All right. Yeah, yeah but, only, but only once, though. You can only go into the room once. That's, that's how it works. Yeah. So it's just, but honestly, even if, even if they answer it and it's completely fucking far off, the whole point is to see how they think about things differently. Because even if like you just ask questions, if you're like, how many times can I, like that is, is to me is a good sign. But if you're just like, okay, I'll figure it out. And then you just like, you don't, you're not really showing any give a shit or effort. I'm like, yeah, all right. If, like, which, this, this motherfucking interviewer thinks he's the Riddler over here. What you, who, well, no, that, you? first of all, it's a logic question, not a riddle. But it's from Google. Google does that. What 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 I do is you think about it so hard, then you get like Are a riddle questions logic. It's a logical question, not a riddle. I think. What's the difference? Riddles are like riddles. You have to get right. No, like it's a it's a trick question. This is a logical question, like uh, problem solving. There's no um, right answer, I guess, in the logical question. Or in theory, no wrong yeah. Answer. Like, if you had it, you can... A riddle, if I said what gets wetter as it dries, and you say a towel, like, okay, you got it right. With this, if you have five different versions, you can, you know, prop oh, so open the door, fucking... So you, so you think there's multiple answers? There could be. And and that's the thing that I, I, I would love to to see from a person. If they, if they might have an idea of, even if it's, like, crazy or doesn't work out... Their think their thought process of that way, like I, 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 that's what I'm really looking for. I'm sorry, I'm trying to be a decent interviewer, and I, I hate asking what are your strengths because you're gonna lie. <laughs> the, no, I, I, the questions I always hate is like, what, what's your weakness? Yeah, and what are your strengths? I, what are your weaknesses? That's fucking. I, I, I feel like that's such a loaded, a loaded kind of question, and uh, I think strength is a half loaded question because I think obviously. Everybody thinks they're solid at everything, but it's like, what's your weakness? I'm like, okay, don't ask me to don't ask me to, to chase anyone because I'm my big ass ain't gonna chase anybody, and don't ask me to climb ladders because I'm not good with. So ladders. your weakness is cardio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, I like for me, I don't I don't like those those questions. Don't everyone is fake in an interview? So what's your weakness? What's your strength? To me, means dick. But what I what I do ask is like in your last job, what what change did you make to the to the process that made a difference? Like, what did you implement in this process that you said you did? What What was your, like, team effort or what was your individual contribution to change in that process? And that, like, that's what one of those was asked to me uh, in my yeah, first that, interview. That's usually, that's a very typical question, but it's a good one because it, it tells you a lot more as to what they contribute. Well, yeah, but... It, or it, what they it, can contribute. Yes, and, and I also feel like you... It, for me, the the one thing for for me personally, when I got hit with that question, you have to think on the spot if you weren't expecting that question. Like that's that's one of those like, what's your strengths? Oh, you know, I I'm a great communicator. Like you give all the bullshit basic answers. But for me, I was like, oh shit, what did I implement? Like I was trying to remember what the fuck I did in my last job, um, and it you know it worked out. I got a good answers around. I brought my portfolio. They got to look at it. But like the with with the way my job does it. You get interviewed by like six people. That's oh, how what? my job used to do no, it too. No, six we different to, people. We used to tag team our interviews and people complained that our interview process was too long because we'd keep people there for hours and we would just rotate teams in and out. And then eventually I was just like, I'll do this myself, bro. I'll, let me talk to these people alone. <laughs> yeah, like my, my thing is it, it's cool if there's a purpose behind it, right? Sometimes I feel like it's a lot of it might be just for show. Ours is there is or, a purpose. There is a purpose for us. Because like sometimes it's it's like, do you really need to meet all these people? 
do you because at the end of the day right if you look at everyone who's been hired at your companies mm -hmm. at respective companies and how many interviews they've had how how much turnover is there in a company because if there's a lot of turnover in a company or you, people are not happy with employees then there's something wrong i feel like me personally i feel like there's something wrong with the interview process because you're not something is not being communicated there and people are not happy. And I mean, at the same time, that's also HR's job, right? During when they do the exit interview, because that's what they're they're there for. They're like, okay, what didn't you like? What did you like? And I mean, hopefully, people can be honest, because that's that's really what it comes down to, right? Um, yeah. But but Hader, what other types of jobs are you looking for, though? Everything. Um, well, I'm trying to get back on the OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been looking for. Cause you're not on social media, bro. I told you that already. I know I'm not putting up my uh, my my butt pics on Instagram. Uh, I've been looking at a lot of like, manufacturing jobs. Uh, there's a lot of tech startup jobs, but I'm maybe a little out of class to that. And then you know I, I've been because uh, it's just stuff that I don't know about. I don't you know I don't have a lot of them is like more on the coding side. Uh, like there's no physical product. Uh, a lot of that is on the move. Uh, so I'm looking at that. Um, I applied for a couple of jobs making uh, props. Like literally, like places that like studios that build props for TV and movies and stuff. I have I have a place right here on the corner. Uh, oh yeah, what's it called? I don't know what it's called. They don't have any like advertisement outside, but I know that they're that they build props because it's a it's a warehouse and they're constantly, or maybe they do. Um, I'll I'll see I'll, I'll see what it's called for. Uh, things like that, and then like there was a lot of uh 3D printing dental stuff out there. Uh, some of that to like you know because they had a lot of companies and stuff. Uh, yeah, they're getting into the invisible line dent uh, uh, dentistry. So there's a 3D printing process involved in that. But a lot of those jobs want you to be customer facing uh, and have dental experience. So that kind of you kind of get out class in some of those, as opposed to just the manufacturing side where the like I used to do, where they would just we we just we were like the middleman for the for the dental practice. They would send us the, the stuff, and then we would just send the product directly to the customer. So that's uh, a little bit out there. And then there's a lot of a lot of uh, like repair technician jobs, mm. but uh, a lot of them are have to do with traveling. You got to drive places, and you know like be the on call kind of guy. Uh, you know, and then drive wherever it is. So obviously, that's not something I kind of necessarily want to do. So I'm still on the hunt. And I was also going to say real quick about backing into interviews. Uh, something I don't like in interviews, or at least I feel like is is fake, because we're talking about how people, you know, just say whatever. Is like when you go to like a like a regular kind of job interview, and people busting a suit on. I feel like, you know, like if you're going to like an office job or like some place that's like higher up, you kind of dress appropriate. But if I'm going to go get a job and like uh like some food, something basic like uh you know a fuck supermarket you know something normalized i think we're in a, you might just kind of be faking it too hard in my opinion to me uh, i don't i well, definitely well, don't agree with that one <laughs> I, I think you could dress to the culture of a company but it's i think it's always better to overdress than underdress that, I, yeah, I feel I, the same way I'm not saying you should go in fucking sweatpants or something like that or go in old beat up clothes but like you know, people that have come to my job for interviews and they had like suits on and stuff like that. Like it didn't, it didn't necessarily make me have favor with those people more. You know I, what I'm I, saying? Like I didn't look at them like, oh man, they really, they're really trying. You know, my thought was always like, what do they got to say? What's their interest in the, in this field and things of that nature? I also think you hold suits to a higher regard than they actually are. Like suits are normal. <laughs> like to uh, me, wearing a suit to your interview or at least 
You don't even need a jacket. Like just, you know, even if you went slack shoes and, and a button yeah. down, like, or, or, you know, a smart casual is fine too. Even if you went polo, I think polo, polo and, you know, some nice pants, some nice shoes makes sense for our field, you know, because that's like the, like golf wear makes sense. Uh, but when I went to my first interview, I wore a suit and, even when I went to my interview here, I wore a suit as well. Like I don't, I I, I think a suit to me, it, it shows professionalism in, in a way that like, it, I, I think it's, I think it's more positive to see a person in the suit than like I've interviewed people that come in and their Tims are like unlaced and they have like jean, baggy jeans on like, nah, like that's not like you, you didn't, you don't, to me, you didn't come correctly. Like, I, I think you should at least try. Like, I, I don't even expect you to be top notch. But if you coming in like, you know, a fucking jersey and you have open Tims and like you're no. No, yeah, like well, at least impress. impress. Try. try impress. Yeah. yeah. Even if you don't got the money, like try like a polo on fucking Amazon basics, like $15, bro. Like you can you can get the bare minimum of smart casual. You, I'm not saying bus out fucking fancy shoes like no you can get nice stuff even if you got like a nice long sleeve t-shirt you know like you can there are casual ways that are affordable where you look like you're making an effort for with your appearance at a company hence why i said the suit not necessarily something else because i do think there is a certain level that you should do you know what i'm saying like you shouldn't obviously rip clothes anything that's damaged or whatever but like i think just certain like if you're going to go to a very standard job, I don't think a, I don't well, think a suit is appropriate for every situation. I I I can understand, but as a person that owns three suits, you got them shits, and you kind of want to wear them because you don't get to wear them very often. Uh, and I'm also I don't know how the the fence rider feels, but I I feel weird wearing like slacks, a button down tucked in, you know, with maybe a tie without the jacket. Like, and if it's if it's summer, I understand, but like I feel weird without the complete. Like, ensemble yeah like without the jacket I, I don't know i just feel weird no after I don't, it doesn't it doesn't bother me because that's usually um that's very that's semi-casual for us but do you wear a tie though well it used to be no so that's no. what i mean well, like if you wear a tie and you have like your belt or suspender showing you have your slacks and you have you know nice dress shoes on oh yeah i feel yeah. weird without the suit part yeah, like if you don't have the, if you have a tie, a, I feel like a tie is always better with a jacket versus yes, without. Yes, like a blazer or unless, some, unless something. Or unless yeah, it's unless the summer fitting. balls hot, like the interview person will understand if you're not wearing a fucking the top. But I always felt weird, like no no tie, cool. But once I add a tie, I feel like the next step is suit jacket. Like I, I don't, I feel really yeah. weird. Um, but I am biased when I see motherfuckers wearing sneakers with a suit. That's a big turnoff for me. <laughs> or, or, or putting on a hat, a fucking uh, a baseball hat or a basketball hat or something like that. I feel like that's... it depends. For me, it depends on the suit and how skinny you are. Because I feel like skinny people could really do suits and sneakers with sneakers. Yeah, because it, it's just like it's just like a like a line. Uh, Fashion wise, I just don't like I don't, it. I don't know with a big guy. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of that. I I don't. I I wouldn't try, but. Fashion wise, like I'm not a fan of it. Like I see, it's what like a big rapper thing. Like I don't, I, I think it looks tacky. I, I, I feel like if you're gonna go out of your way and wear a fucking suit, have some nice shoes on. What about uh, what about wearing a tux <laughs> to an interview? You come straight no, hard. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't even think that's hard. That that to me looks idiotic. 
um because the tux is for it's for like a party formal yeah, that's very formal a, black tie yeah unless you're like yo I, for an interview. I just flew okay. in from a wedding and i didn't want to miss this interview type shit not even yeah unless you're like i'm going for a butler position if, if you want to be position. alfred <laughs> <laughs> if you're uh, trying to be the next alfred then yeah maybe that'll be kind of perfect but yeah i've, I've never seen that it was definitely awkward in our field. Like I, I know the fence rider, that's like their normal, you know, casual like business casual at work, but it's definitely when I went in my suit and you know, I went in my suit, I had brand new shoes, and the guy interviewing me had fucking flip flops on, shorts and a tank top, and I was like, Holy shit, I'm not getting this job. I was like, I'm definitely not getting this job. I felt like a fucking schmuck. Um, but then again it comes to what the hater said, like you do. You should try to dress, you know, to what the field is. Because at my job, like you're you're running around all day. You're dirty. Like no one is wearing fancy shit. Like it's just not. It's silly because okay. you're you're gonna get resin. You're gonna get material on you. Like or you're gonna cover it with a white coat anyway. Like you're not. You shouldn't wear those kind of things. But it, it, getting interviewed by a person that's underdressed than you that that's weird to me. That that sucks. Because you just it, feel it, weird. In all the years I, I worked repairs and so far, you know, factory status and 3D printing, I've gone through so many T-shirts and he could attest, you go through T-shirts, they get cut, resin, glue, you name it, it's going to fucking get on your shirt. So, you know, my initial thought is like, if that's what the job entails, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't, it's not that kind of a job that requires. You got to dress for the job you want, man. Not the one you have, man. So go and dress so, like Batman. <laughs> or, or since I want to do OnlyFans, I should have a, I should wear a thong with like a banana hammock and some tassels on my nipples or something. Or, I mean, if you uh, want to do that freaky shit, go ahead. Yo, there's a lid for every pot, man. I'm pretty sure somebody looking for your BBW ass. Get in there. I'm, I'm down here. <laughs> if you can make the money. Yo, I, I told Miss Fanboy, I was like, yo, would you take pictures of your toes for money on, on OnlyFans? Because there's one woman... You don't even we don't nobody knows what she looks like, but she makes thousands of dollars a month on OnlyFans just showing her feet. Dang. And I was like, yo, why are we not in there? <laughs> like, why are we not doing this? Yo, like, you can make that money? Shit, I'll fucking put my toes in the running. Didn't Fuck you that. do that once? Yeah. You made 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I I still don't know if that was a true story, but I've definitely told that story before. Make it funny. You had a guy at my job once. They were like, yo, yeah. I did this thing. I was like, yo, I got a friend. He did something similar, man. But I always say you made a hundred, though. I didn't say twenty. What if what what if he would have offered you a hundred bucks to suck on your toe? Nah, that's just nasty, man. Five hundred? How long? Five minutes, and you got to make eye contact. Five minutes? Uh, five so a thousand, a thousand bucks. Well, five minutes now. Yo, bro. what's your what's your range or your offer? <laughs> Yo, what, what's my what, what's my cutoff? Don't don't block me, bro. <laughs> I mean, for five minutes. Yo, that's a long ass time, man. That's what I'm saying. That's why I can't. It will yeah. probably have to be. You don't remember that? How, how, how I Met Your Mother? Fence Rider? The, you don't remember that? When uh, when Barney is, uh, he makes the bet to touch Lily's boobs. And he's like, five minutes. And they're like, yo, five minutes is a long time for you to just be holding her tits and just staring at her face. And he's like, yeah. And then they kept betting. It was like, because Barney bet that anyone can do the fucking hibachi cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he bet anyone that he could do that shit. And then he made the bet. And then they realized that he'd been actually studying hibachi studying in Jersey. For like years or whatever. <laughs> and he's actually disgusting at it. Uh, but like that shit, like five minutes is a long ass time. So like oh, I would say man. 30 seconds. 
you know, 500 bucks, that's not bad. 30 seconds, 500 bucks? I'll probably that's, go for a thousand, though. I'll push for a thousand. So, y'all, I know go, my y'all settle at 750? I know, I know my worth. I know my worth. It's a thousand. Y'all settle at 750? I, for, for an extra thousand, he gets to crank it while he does it. <laughs> nah, bro, come on, man. Why you gotta take it there? You gotta make this shit weird all the time. Jesus. Okay, I, I saw my guy sucking on your toe. Scotch weird. Nah, if, if they're gonna crank it, at least six figures, man. Nah, you're not gonna look at it. He's just gonna diddle his doodle while he's fucking. Uh, going but the to thing work. is, what he can't. He's at not gonna get jizz on you, right? No, no, no. It's just you know he's gonna shoot it on his own. Wait for the thirty seconds, right? 30 seconds, he's cranking it? Yeah. For how much? Figures. I would say six yeah. figures. Minimum. Get the fuck out of here. You ain't that good. I'll do it for like five grand. Let him suck and I just look away <laughs> in shame. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> What about if he accidentally gets it on you, though, because you're looking away and he's just like. Well, no, but then that, Yo, but the why price, price like triples. Price triples there. Any any just nah, droplet on me? <laughs> nah, man, he's, he's got a clause in his contract that says he's not responsible for where it flies. For Once drips. it leaves him, it's over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Once it's off the lot. <laughs> <laughs> it hits you in the face at 26 miles per hour, was it? Was it or was it 26 miles per hour? Was it 40 miles an hour? I don't know. You you yeah. seem to be the master at this. <laughs> I mean, uh, I have sucked a few toes in my day. Oh, I, th- I did not see that one going there. I thought you were going to say dicks. <laughs> I was like, whoa. He's like, I sucked a few dicks in my day. Like, oh, that, that's scary. Oh, my. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, the everyone's seen uh, Godzilla versus King Kong? Yeah, fuck you, Godzilla. Um, Are you hating so, Godzilla, man? Yo, on, you don't before, even have opposable thumbs, man. Fuck. So, before, before we get into this, I would like to say, like, so I watch, I, I listen to a lot of Hot 97. And Peter Rosenberg is normally the dude that I agree with him on a lot of his points. But this motherfucker, the other day, opened his white-ass mouth and decided to go on the radio and be like, yo, Godzilla versus Kong sucked, right? And I was like, all right, everybody got their opinion. And he keeps going. And he's like, yo, that shit was terrible. And he goes, I couldn't follow it. I didn't know who the fuck was who. And they were like, yo, <laughs> did, you, did you see all of them? And he was like, there's more of them? It's like, yeah, this is the fourth movie in the installment. It's like, no, nah, I never seen any of them. He's like, but this one sucked. Yo, how the fuck? That's like watching The Matrix 3 and being like, yo, man, I can't understand shit that's going on. But I, I, I think... Mean, you I need... You, you, he was saying that... Like, he's like, why did uh, Millie Bobby Brown... Why was she in this? Like, these are characters from all the movies. Like, well, but I think, like, if you can't remember them... Because I personally don't remember her role... Godzilla, and I was like, damn, those movies were not memorable to me. She wasn't well, in no, the previous movie. She was in the second one. She was. Yeah, she was in part two. She's the daughter of the bitch that tried to fucking destroy the world. Oh, um, um, I was but, okay. but What I'm saying is that... About, if, I thought you were talking about the, 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 the woman who plays the industrialist daughter, that she gets killed in the... When no, they, really, oh, the no, young no, girl, no. the one that was with the conspiracy QAnon guy. Stranger the, Things. What, what I'm saying, though, is like, yeah. If you if you've never seen part one, two, and three, to me, you should shut your bitch ass up about part four. Like your opinion means dick. If you never even saw the other ones, if you can't remember it, that's a different story. Because we all get in that realm where if you didn't go back and rewatch them from four years ago, you're like, wait, what the hell happened in that first one? But yo, if you've never seen them, like, but but also your opinion means dick. Her, her all the human parts of the story don't don't necessarily drive the plot forward. The, the hu- To me, the humans in the story represent the audience and they're just showing what's happening behind the scenes to get you 
through it to be like, how the hell did they make a Mecha Godzilla? How are they controlling it? You know, pickles and lettuce on a sesame seed bun. How did they get Kong to XYZ? That's all the humans do. They're just a conveyance. So they're not really a plot device as far as I can tell. It's the about the Titans, fucking... bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And next thing you know, he's going to be like, which one of them is Godzilla? Like, yeah, you're fucking So, Fence yeah. Rider, question. You said uh, you that you hate Godzilla, or you said fuck Godzilla. Um, yeah. So let's let's just dive into like why do you hate him uh, and like I, I want to go into because he... I think I think Kong Kong was a better character or Always better Saiyan because he had number one <laughs> you, you sympathize with him you, you sympathize know why? with him because, because he has a girl. face no facial emotions Kong has emotions that, Godzilla just a fucking lizard there's a little girl that follows him that makes sense um, what else. He says he, he cares about the little girl. <laughs> like, yo, he's he's the fucking man. What Godzilla got? Uh, I I I've read an article this week. I don't remember if I shared it or not. But the, there was like ten things or so that they have to follow the rules of Godzilla. And yeah, the, one of them, his little ass yeah, legs. Uh, one of them is that Godzilla can't show emotion. That's one of the rules of, of Godzilla. And he always has to have like four fingers and four toes. Uh, you know, like those those specific rules for the character. Uh, so that's kind of why, but. Um, no smiling, the, frowning, the ape or is emoting. The closest thing to human, bro. Come on. The what? The the ape is the closest thing to human, son. So, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're pretty close. But I'm all right. So then I'm, I'm gonna dump out King Kong real fast because in the scene where he like pokes out his finger and she can touch him, they can have a warm embrace. That's horse shit. He can't fucking, because she he can't feel that. It's not possible. Why is that impossible? Because he's a fucking. 80 foot ape his skin would be so thick he wouldn't notice anything touching him that's not to that's not like oh uh, he he probably would barely notice a car hitting him because but she's so not Michael Scott but he would still notice it though she's not no, he, know, no, 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 he not knows she's there that, but not feeling it that's what yeah, you're saying he, he, so he would just be like and just squish her ass because he wouldn't know when to stop so out of everything gorillas are scared of the fucking rain okay so so who's not and that's why it didn't rain uh, in Batman versus, in Batman versus Superman, this is literally like without the Mar- Martha. This is literally like Godzilla is Superman. Kong is like, yo, I can't let Superman be the b- fucking man, so I gotta take him down because he could destroy the world. I, it was very Batman versus Superman, and we all knew it was a a team up movie. But what I would say is, for all the fighting that was in it, like I didn't think it looked bad. I thought everything looked pretty good. Like I, I was. No, very entertained. The um, the one part that I thought looked the stupidest was when fucking King Kong they did a slow motion jump off the boat and he did like the action movie pose. Dude, <laughs> that shit looks so stupid. Like that, I think that is on the level of fucking uh Bruce Banner in the ho- in the in the fucking Hulk Buster, his head where he's like out. That those I put them on the same level of how dumb that shit looked on screen. I, I, I think I think the CG in the movie looked really good, but I I kind of agree with uh, Rosenberg. the The movie wasn't that great to me. I I paused it and I went away for like a couple hours and then I came back to it. So I for I don't, I don't mind. It, it, I, went, eh. I I don't mind the opinion. I just hate when people give an opinion. Say it was, they, he has what? such a huge platform. He's on High Nine Seven. He's dumping this shit out, and he's he like he's like I don't understand how come Godzilla just doesn't kill him. Like there's he he's asking questions that someone that's never seen any of the movies would ask. And it's like yo, if no, you went back and watched so. them, no, no. But like what I'm saying is he was he he was bringing up stuff like 
um, like, why are, they, why are they even humans in the movie, right? Which I understand. Many people feel the same way. That was one of the biggest critiques was, like, you know, having having humans in the movie makes no sense. Just make it about the Titans. But, like, he was he was dumping out stuff that happened in, in Godzilla 1 and 2. And he's like, he shoots fire. And the one guy's like, no, that's that's not normal fire. Like, he shoots, like, a, a, a beam, like a... a Atomic, yeah, what, atomic, atomic uh, beam. And he's like, oh, it looked like fire to me. And he's like, where did he even learn how to do that? And it's like, bro, you never seen the first two. How you dump? How you dumping out the fourth installment and never seen the first three? So that I that's think- the reason why I was like, fuck his opinion. But if you've seen the other ones, even if you don't remember them, you still seen them. You still weren't completely lost through the film. If you didn't like it, that that's you know, I'm fine with it. I just don't understand how you would be lost through it. Like it's not it's not that difficult it's not that creative of a movie to be like oh my gosh that I I need to watch the first three to to be able to follow it. He didn't understand I mean, the sci-fi aspect either. I think uh, I, I think it's just those movies go over his head because when you watch this movie, it could be a standalone movie because number one, what's the main thing? They're trying to get to the center of the Earth, mm-hmm. and there's more Titans like them there. And that that's really what the it, movie is about. It's it's monster uh, uh monster Highlander. There I could think, be uh, only one. <laughs> I was gonna say what you said it was Batman versus Superman, uh, and I was gonna be like Mothra. Why? That, that's what it was. It literally felt um, that way. What I, I was gonna say is that the thing about it, the only there's only a couple, the two characters, maybe what three that hold over from one of the previous films. So the dad, it, it seemed, Millie Bobby uh, Brown, the, yeah, the, and the girl, mm-hmm. and. I think I think the only one where the humans kind of come up like in a silly sense was the first one because like the military attacking Godzilla, which is obviously essential to the Godzilla s- stories. They proved that they how worthless they were. So I kind of think they they improved on the story. Where in the second Godzilla, it was them trying to control Godzilla uh, with that machine and stuff like that to, to let it let it rip. And then the third one, uh, they kind of realized, okay, we can't fight him, we can't control him. Now we can only watch him from a distance and try to, help, you know, get people out of there. So I think they kind of did a better a better understanding of lessening the human aspect throughout the, throughout the movies. I, I didn't see Kong on Skull Island, but I also believe that movie's based in um, like 30, 40 years prior to. Yeah, the, it's to part the, of this. Yeah. The, the, yeah, it's just it's just not it's not current at the same time. Uh, so I think they did a, a, a better job of improving the humans. Uh, you know, because even in the original Toho Godzilla's. The humans have to be there. You can't just have two titans going at it for. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That makes 80, sense. 80, 80, 87 minutes of, of Godzilla fighting King Kong. I mean, I'll be kind of fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what I would say, fence rider though, like, so I I understand your uh, your thought, like of um, like struggling to get through it. Like I I enjoyed it, and I like I'm not judging you for not enjoying it. I looked at it as like a popcorn movie where it was just like breaking shit in the city. It almost you know as I looked at like Rampage, uh, but Mechagodzilla looked amazing. Like, I thought Mechagodzilla, like, was very creative how they did it because I was worried they were going to shit the bed on that. But when they showed, like, all his spine parts moving and mechanical, yeah. yo, that shit looked fucking amazing. I was very I, impressed with that. I, I, I agree. They they did put a lot of detail into the Mechagodzilla and the people that they got to, like, do the drawings and the art and the initial, like, CG uh, was top notch. Like they, like that, they, like the way, like the original Transformers and how the Transformers movie had looked. The way they did the robots was great. They they looked very solid. Except 
uh, you know, putting the robot onto uh, um, in with uh, people is a little bit harder. But the mechanics was great. And I was also going to say we were talking about how it looked. I think one of the best scenes, the way it looked, was when they were going into the the Hollow Earth, and the way the screen would like flip upside down, and you could see like the yeah. tops and the mm-hmm. bottoms. And I really feel like it wasn't. It could have been so much better on like a big on the big screen, like IMAX, because uh, my fucking you know, my my, my my monitor is only uh, 15 inch, so it doesn't do it justice. And I feel like that was such an amazing like that would have been so good in like a 3D <laughs> status. And you know I don't even like. And you know I don't even like 3D. Uh, I'm laughing because I said my shit is fire, and then it's on the thing it said Russia on fire <laughs> in the fucking, uh, on the uh, captions. Uh, yeah. it, the, the well, captions I mean, you know, we could rent out a movie. Said. We could rent we out can? a movie theater for like $200. Yeah, I know. $200? For up to 10 people, yeah. I mean, you yeah. buy them? No, we all chip in. I, it's yeah. not bad. Oh, nah. You rent out a theater. Even if we just went with us three, <laughs> that's still a good deal. <laughs> Not uh, me, but, <laughs> but with and also, uh, um, sorry to his point, uh, I agree that th- there wasn't much story. But since I, I like big monster movies uh, or I love Godzilla movies, uh, there's not much story. But I also believe that this these movies weren't necessarily built on their giant intertangled stories. There wasn't meant to be Avengers Endgame status, you know what I'm saying? So I don't think that this is not a movie that you go to, like you said, it's a popcorn movie. You just go to watch two giant monsters whoop that ass. Beat the shit out of each other and then beat someone else. But what what I would say, the like the destruction, all the fighting was was great. Like they granted, Godzilla did whip King Kong's ass, and rightfully so. Um but the, uh, the one thing what I, King Kong won the second round. No 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 he, he what I'm saying is like you and King it, Kong was fighting a lot, bro. The and the reason why I put King Kong as tight. Batman is because King Kong needs a suit or kryptonite to beat Godzilla. King Kong needed an axe to beat this motherfucker because he granted I'm for King Kong. I'm team King Kong and he got his ass. Oh, you're not, bro. Dude, he, he got beat his him ass up. He 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 eventually dude, he was on a boat and he was like, Set me free motherfucker, Yo. just break that Yo. shit and jump off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think I think some of the reason because remember we were talking about we were talking about the I was talking about I was talking about the logistics of how they moved him and stuff like that. How big are the chains? About, <laughs> the, the giant chains. Uh, but what I did notice, and and the reason why I think he couldn't break it, is because if you look at when you watch some of the scenes when he has the he has a neck collar on and it has these like giant canisters and they're green and I'm assuming it's spraying some kind of uh, like sleep agent on him or that, they something said of that they, they said they gave <laughs> him a. He has the sedative, yeah, sedative yeah, that keeps but, hitting him so he can stay soft. Yeah, right? and, and you get you get to really see why he can't just you know break out of it until Godzilla is like upon him, and I guess his adrenaline kicks in and he's gonna go to work and he's you know gonna. I would gonna also fight say him. for the for the girls, the little girl's safety, he wouldn't have destroyed the ship because he, unlike Godzilla, King Kong has emotion. You know he'll care about killing people. Godzilla's like, yo, I'm gonna swim under your ship and flip it and y'all all die, but, you know, I gotta get to the other side. <laughs> Fuck yeah. He well, don't give I, a shit. I, I, think, I think what some of that is, not even like necessarily Godzilla not caring, I think that Godzilla doesn't even necessarily realize what's understand. in front of him. I don't think he yeah, understands like, it. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you don't, you don't know because you're stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey man, being a god doesn't you don't gotta have smarts, man. Come on, you know that's why he's Godzilla. That's why he got fucked up by a fucking mechan- mechanical version of him. Yo, they went through Mechazilla. all that hoopla. They went through all that crap to get King Kong down there. 
to get King Kong to go down to that hole so he could be in fucking Neverland. My man Godzilla blasted his way straight there in like 30 seconds flat because he can. Then got up and went back to work. But he wouldn't have been able to get down there, though. I he wouldn't, have known. Oh, he wouldn't yeah. have known to have done that unless somebody was like, here's the beacon, shoot here. He definitely would have got stuck in the hole. But, and the, but he, and he, dude, he did what scientists have been trying to do for fucking the hundreds of years. Man. Get my mistake. What do you mean? Who <laughs> <laughs> created that hole? The King Kong, was, the, the lineage of the Kong did that. The, that hole, yeah, the... That hole wasn't man-made. That hole was already there. They just can't traverse it correctly. No, King Kong, they, they only one person apparently knew how to get through the Upside Down. And King Kong's people were already there. They, that's no, no, why the axe was like, there. This is, my thing. This, this is also my thing about the movie, right? So when they went to the center of the Earth... Okay, those, wait, hold on. Those, were, those were some man-made or, like, those weren't natural-made, like, uh, I don't I don't want to call them both structures. Caverns. Yeah, but also, like, the seeds... The oh. fucking that that thing that shot that that shot the beam. I'm like the whole axe thing. Well, I I guess that that there is always uh the hollow earth because it's actually not the center of the earth that they're they're going hollow into. Earth. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, hollow, yeah, they're going in a giant pocket that's way underground. Uh, but that's also like a big science fiction trope because like Neanderthals live there, the mole man lived there, um, fucking ooze has come from there. So there's definitely a it lot of things. Like, it was <laughs> So th- there could have been a lot of things that predecessed uh, the Titans that possibly lived down there, maybe like a, 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 a pre-human race, possibly, also, to, to build these things. <laughs> also, Fence Rider, apes can make hand tools. So yes. the, the, the axe no, no, was uh, not as far-fetched as I... Because at first, when I saw it, I was like, come on. <laughs> when I first saw it. And then when I saw how it looked... I was like, okay, this is just it. It, it, that, that it was very, very, uh, yeah. It was very easy looking, very made axe. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was everything post that. Yeah, I. But I also think like the, it, I, I think the him blasting a hole down there was needed because they yeah. couldn't, they yeah. didn't want to. Hold on, they they didn't want to pay to go back through the upside down doing all that CG again, and it was gonna be probably too long. So they're like, "Yo, we need a fucking a shortcut <laughs> through the the butt crack of the fucking world." Or uh, an ex machina. That was all fast. Yeah, way it, it to get was. Down there. Uh, actually, you know what? I could have seen Godzilla going down there if he would have just put his feet onto the corners and his hands and just <laughs> slid all the nah, way down man. there. Hell no! And he needs some slim fast to get down there. Or, or maybe as he passes through the hole, he gets hit with that gravity and it slows him down. So this way, when he hits I, the floor superhero style, you know what I'm saying? Right on top of Kong, who's going to kill because Kong sucks. I have a question. Fuck you. I have a question for you, though. Um, with, Tell me uh, I'm trying to crab my my Kong figure. <laughs> oh, man. I want to spit on it. <laughs> Does he have Can the you even see it? No, no. This is yeah, the, a little bit. This is an older one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to 3D print the axe. Um, but what I was going to ask is... What I was going to ask you, uh, for Godzilla, doesn't he uh, omit omit radiation, or is he able to hold it in? No, I think he's like harness it in. No, no. What, so, so that means in theory, anybody he swam by or any building he went through, those people are gonna. It's like getting hit with the atom bomb, right? I don't know if it's that much. If somebody stood next to him, which yeah, he they, walked through cities, <laughs> there was millions of people next to him. Yeah, so I would assume wherever he wherever he went, he left a radiation trail. The question is, was he there long enough for it to build up? Because 
there's a certain level of radiation, but yes, wherever he went is definitely it's like Chernobyl. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's as bad as Chernobyl. Maybe where he like when he hit the floor a few times, but or like when he powers up the breath weapon, uh, the radiation probably spikes. So he definitely irradiated everywhere yeah. he fucking went. And I would think whatever city Godzilla theoretically goes to is essentially wiped off the map. There ain't no yeah. coming back from Th- that. That's shit. what I'm saying. Like I don't. I I always thought about that. Like. Is he really shooting radiation, or do they have to ex machina? Because if he issued like how many times he shot that be- the beam and he hit buildings, isn't that building now radioactive? Like all yeah, those would, people would, that would, would would be in there or work there or around there might have radiation exposure, whether it's well, a little or a lot. <laughs> I I would think the way it goes, I would think that they were going to ev- any city that Godzilla was going to they would have to evacuate, to start evacuating the entire city. And I would just assume that whatever city gets attacked, you're not going to go back like, oh, you know, we're going back two days later, two weeks later, two months later. Well, like, I would assume they would, like, block off the entire fucking city. The thing, but I'm more looking at, in part one, nobody knew he was coming. So, like, when, like, those cities would be affected, because when, in the first one with Brian Cranston, he go, they go to the fucking, uh, basically there's a Chernobyl there kind of, and they have the suits on and they're trying to break into their own house, their old house. Um, like there, there was radiation exposure, but like going forward, I feel like all the, all the Godzilla shit in history, it almost feels like eventually you just stop. They kind of stop using the word like radiation or atomic and just, like, put him as best fray phrase with everybody. Like, it's not a... It, it, I don't know, because I, I felt like even when he hits Kong, even when he hits Kong, he's giving Kong radiation. So, like, I feel uh, like anywhere Godzilla goes, he's emitting radiation and should be killing people. I, 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 think, I think that could be accurate, but I... Like, the original Godzilla, of course, test, uh, you know, made from fear of the atom bomb, and there was representation and all yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah. So I think maybe they kind of play it up more like uh, like as just like a monster superpower in that sense, as opposed to constantly trying to, you know, this thing is a walking nuclear reactor in reality. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I do agree. But uh, he should be spinning out much more radiation. But I also assume that, like, since we're not getting the human view of it, you see less of the, of the aftermath and the carnage. Like, they should do, like, a mini web series of people going back to the city where Godzilla attacked, checking the radiation, seeing, the you know, if he poisoned the water. Because, you know, it could also be a possibility. Whatever water he's going through, yeah. he poisoned in the water. They, they kind of did that in the second not, one. They kind of did that in the second one when they went back to San Francisco. Uh, remember, like, when he destroyed San Francisco in part one? They kind of, like, I would, I would like if they did something like Avengers, where maybe not going too crazy on the radiation aspect just because I think that might, uh, like, I think that ruins hurt, it. it'll hurt the, the yeah. pushing the story forward. But if they did something like Avengers where making, like, if they make another one, if, if they're supposedly making another, uh, you know, Godzilla movie, I, I do want to see people that were affected, like anti-Godzilla people that were affected by, um, by affected by the Titans and they're, like, anti-Titan and they're the ones that are like trying to get Godzilla the fuck up out of here because he destroyed their city or their home and killed their family. Like I would like to see something that deep, um, but it was it was not a I was not taking shots at Godzilla. Like I understand like they can't they can't keep the radiation part like too they can't keep it in the forefront because it's gonna fuck up the story because he's and a murderer I, I, at that point. <laughs> if yeah. it is, if it is. I, at that point you should be trying to kill him. Now. Yeah, you should get rid of it because they also hit him with an atom. They hit him with 
a, a nuclear, nuclear bomb. bomb in the second one, and he absorbed it. Now he's even more radi- radioactive. I think because <laughs> uh, imagine I dragons th- over there. That's how radioactive. <laughs> I I think I think what I wouldn't mind seeing for like a, of like a, a a future Godzilla movie, or at least in my warped opinion, would kind of be like where like the coasts of countries are like abandoned and most people live on the inner portions of the continent because Godzilla attacks in these movies always happen in the coast. They never happen in the heartland of America. So like a lot of that, like a lot of that has gone in or like, you know, like entire entire countries like uh, Pacific Rim style building that wall, which is ironic as hell nowadays. Build the wall. Uh, but, but like, but like building those walls on the edges of continents with like giant like uh, Godzilla defenses. But also the thing is, uh, I, I what I liked about this movie is that the fact that they have the technology to do crazy things that it's not you know beyond the pale. Like they have future technology and they're able to employ it by building those ships um, <clears throat> that can float with the anti gravity, which is cool. And also think the thing is like they don't waste a lot of time explaining all the tech. They just kind of tell you, this is what we have. Same thing with this guy mind-controlling this robot in theory of all that. They're not going to sit there and like really lay down the hard uh, sci-fi. They're just like, hey, this is it. There's a fucking giant lizard and a giant ape walking around. Deal with it. And I, yeah, I can appreciate what, that. It, one of the biggest critiques, or not biggest, but the biggest critique was humans. But then one of the critiques was, uh, how did Millie Bobby Brown's character, the girl from the second one, how did she get to, to where Godzilla was? And it's like, bro... They had a sci-fi fucking like teleporting train damn near and or elevator and it took them there. Like it, it was it, they didn't explain too much of it. But like you said, like you're honestly like don't explain how you made a hovercraft. Just put Godzilla or Kong back on the screen. Like that, yeah, I mean, for, that's for, how for I her character. Her character. I thought she was useless. Like what, she, was useless in part two. She, she was useless Same in the thing. second one. Same thing with the with the podcast guy. He was funny though. I, I gotta give it to him. He was he definitely to me he was fucking funny. Yeah, it, it was, it, but it was it was kind of like I, I'm not a huge fan of characters when the funny is forced. Like no one in those situations is gonna really be trying to like be jokes? <laughs> no like people crack jokes, but to, to the extent that he's doing it where they're like falling flat or. They're just trying to be funny at every time they're on the screen. It's like, it's a little stupid to me. Do you think, I, do you think I hate it felt like Scooby-Doo? Like where they were like, almost... Yeah. It was like, let's split up. And like, him and the kids are like, on their own Scooby-Doo adventure. Is how it kind of felt. No, it, 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 for real. Like, there's no security at anywhere. They're walking around in the bases of for like fucking high-tech, fucking security risk. Everything. Yeah, yeah, no, you're... Yeah. you're you're a thousand percent right because even in part two, like, this, this is just stupid. Even if you watch part one and two, part one they had the where where there was radiation in Brian Cranston's home. Remember they went back and they had their suits on. There were people guarding that shit. So you have a top secret fucking super facility that has all this shit in there. You had Mecha Godzilla there, and you're like, all right, no security. Bro, Let these three fucking cholos what are you, what are you come doing in. And, yeah, Yo, and then ridiculous. The, no, and this is this is just stupid. That this is uh me uh what is it um nitpicking hey. nitpicking. But when they got to, to to Hong Kong and over the intercom they spoke English. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You're <laughs> it's fucking a tourist, Hong Kong. area. <laughs> Apparently, right? No, no, I wouldn't have minded it. They would have done something in Japanese too. But I was like, all right. I think I, that that kind of just like took me out of it. 
I, I could also nitpick a couple because uh, from the last one, from uh, when he kills Rodan uh, to this one, I think they say it's been like three years or something like that. Mm-hmm. It, it was like three years, and they built that Mecha Godzilla, and I was just like, "Yo, what a manufacturing that, bro! You had to like to build some shit." Like, <laughs> I always laugh because something that big and logistical, like. Yo, we need to hire a hundred thousand people, and they're gonna work round the clock. Yo, the Egyptians couldn't build some shit that fast, bro. Like, it's, it's, where do you put it? It's it, the other thing. Like, how, how you're gonna build it in sections? Where you put in the sections? Who's quality of checking this shit? Who's checking? Yeah. They gotta yo, also check the of, science. But they got a bunch of Mexicans there. Yeah, and they're like, yo, Mexa Godzilla. <laughs> when do you, when do you need to buy? It's it's no, Mexa Godzilla. He, That's the funny he, one. He, they called the contract that he's like, we need all of Mexico and just yeah. like they immobilize yeah. a whole country. Get the wall, bring the caravan yeah. over, and fucking. Yeah. Uh, but the the thing is, they also had to someone they they needed uh whoever however amount of motherfuckers to build the shit. But then you needed someone to test getting in like using the brainwave function. To, to it, almost, it was very Pacific Rim, like yeah, yeah. That, it was very Pacific part, Rim, basically controlling it with the brain thing, and he looked like he's orgasming, whatever. But like someone had to be testing the science too during those three years. So like they definitely the only way to explain it, like they the funding they have massive amount of government funding, yeah. and that I, I think that would be the only ex machina way to explain all of it. Well, they had funding. I, what I assume is because because these companies of Monarch and Apex, they've since the first one at least, they were already showing tech that's like you know twenty years its senior. So uh, I feel like from there to you know a Mecha Godzilla doesn't necessarily seem like a gigantic stretch because they already have next level tech. So I, I assume that they're good enough that they could do it. But it's just a funny to poke at poke at it to be like like the, in the first one that giant flying wing. Uh, which that's what that's called. One of the, it's like a giant flying Dorito from Call of Duty. That's called a, a flying wing. <laughs> hey, get the fuck out of here. That thing's so big. What? They can't fucking fly. Suck my dick, bro. That's what I thought big. you were going to... I thought one of you guys was going <laughs> to dump on the fact that they fucking Amazon Prime delivery King Kong in a fucking net. <laughs> I thought one of you guys was going to go on that shit. Cause, no, because that makes sense, bro. But, but what I will say is that when, they, when he fell and he landed, like, first off, he's never seen snow before. So like settle down. He he would have never seen snow because he's on. He only lived in Skull Island, and you know, like he would have kind of. If I would have assumed that Kong would have been freaking out from snow, but what I will say is when he got up and he was dusting the snow off his fur and on my TV, yo, that shit looked fucking amazing, dude. Like the fur looked crazy. Like I was like, holy shit, I couldn't believe that was like on. Like I would expect that from like. It, from a, an IMAX or something where they spent a shit ton of money because that looked amazing. It's fur. It, yeah, uh, uh, all those shots of him going down into the into the chasm uh, to the Hollow Earth, all of that I think was was it looked phenomenal. Even when he was like swinging on the the stalag stalagmites, stalagmite, Stal- yeah, uh, stalagmite, stalactite. One of the whichever one pokes down, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that looked great. Which and way I'm, is that? Uh, um, well, technically, until he gets the to the inversion to the inverted part of that, the ones on the bottom. <laughs> Which where's the bottom? Whatever whatever you're standing on is technically the bottom. But I I think the, the <laughs> like having the the way they had the bad guy in there, like I don't I don't understand why what uh, the Apex guy? Yeah, I don't understand why they like these Titan movies always need a bad guy. Like like I get you need a bad guy to create something for them to fight. 
but I always feel they fall short for me. Uh, the one thing I will say about the the cast or the just the human part of it, I one of the reviews I read was that all the human parts were boring. I didn't find them boring. Me personally, I thought I thought there was I thought there was going to be way more human interaction in the movie than than there was. I I didn't find them boring. I did find some of the parts unnecessary. Uh, I definitely <laughs> I definitely feel like some of the like Millie Bobby Brown stuff could have been cut. Uh, I did like the podcast guy just because like during like he was the he's what you feel like a, a Trump guy is like, you know, those those Republican dudes that believe in the or QAnon, they believe in like the craziest shit. Like he he was it was entertaining to me that like he was trying to talk people into this. And then like with the bleach and all like he had so many fucking crazy ass things. It was funny. Yeah. His interaction to distract uh, his his coworker or whatever, yeah. that was pretty funny. That that was funny. Like he did have his moments. It was just too much. Like you you kind of needed to see him a little more serious. Um, in terms of the the rest of the humans, um, I, I think it's difficult to have a movie like you guys already said. It's difficult to have a movie without some type of human aspect. The villain, I didn't mind him. I don't think he needed to be killed because he technically. He really wasn't a villain per se. He was only a villain because Godzilla went and attacked whatever they were turning on, the battery, let's just call it, right? That was powering up Mechazilla, Mecha, Mecha Godzilla. But besides that, he wasn't really bad because Godzilla is not friendly. <laughs> no, not <laughs> like, no like you would Like, you would want to be able to kill him. Well, Godzilla and King Kong are technically the bad guys. They killed mad people in those buildings. I mean, when you think about it, no, Godzilla, Godzilla saved everybody. It was just, I mean, I'm, my bad, it was Kong. I think what even is more funny about the podcast guy is that as much as he's running all the conspiracy theories and all that stuff, he's actually proven somewhat right in some of these things because the yeah. shit that he's talking about is real. And I, I find that always be ironic because usually conspiracy theories are so outrageous that they just don't make sense except to the people who believe them. Uh, but he actually gets proven right uh, to some to some extent, which I, I think is a, a fun little twist. Um, and then as far as the, the main guy goes, the main bad, quote-unquote, bad guy, uh, yeah, I agree. He shouldn't have been killed. But I, that guy was great. He was monologuing his ass off. He was fucking. He was he was chewing up the scenery, and I I, I enjoyed him personally. Yeah, I, I don't mind I, it. I, I I didn't get why that Godzilla killed him. Like, you know, I, it's one of those things where any type of human baddie or quote unquote baddie in the movies has to die. Like it, it, especially in part two, the mom. There was no way to redeem the mom's character. It, it was just impossible. She had to die. What did she do again? She, oh, she woke up Mothra, right? She, she well, she's everything. the one who did put the machine in play to like turn all the like Titans on or, or alert all the Titans or to something them, to let them destroy the world to have them yeah fight to destroy the world to reset was, the world. It was a whole bunch of wild oh, shit, yeah. but there was no way in hell who, that who played her. I can't remember her name, but uh, for her to like get smoked, that just made sense because there's no way in hell you know to to have her redeem trying to kill everyone, including her daughter. What I what I hate sometimes in these movies is that they bring in somebody with star power for no reason. Like the first one, the most annoying part is Brian Cranston dying. Like I went to see that movie for Godzilla, but also Brian Cranston being the headliner in a movie that dies twenty minutes in. It's like what the fuck? I, I don't think that this movie didn't have any big super big stars, did it? Though 
Uh, super big, no, but Millie you could Bobby argue Brown that the stranger. Yeah, she yeah, you she's could argue that she. Because I, I the way the way I think about it is like well, this guy too. Um, uh, the the doctor who wrote the book. Um, he. Uh, he 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 was he was Tarzan and he was in uh, True Blood and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, that, that uh, dude. Uh, Skarsgård. Uh, yeah, something Skarsgård. No, uh, no, that's uh, Metalocalypse. <laughs> no, that's Skarsgård. Uh, no, uh, but him uh, to me, like his, his his character was mediocre and flat. I kind of felt like he didn't have yeah. much to. He didn't bring his A game because he wasn't such a good actor. Uh, uh, the way I think, the way I I watched the role too. Skarsgård. Yeah, so Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. So looking at the cast, Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, and then Rebecca Hall, which is the she's the chick that was uh, like that from died. Skull Island, um, the ba- the mom basically, the the person who found the little girl. Um, those are the oh, three yeah, top yeah, villains, yeah. and then the the black dude from Atlanta is the other uh, the other dude. Those are the top yeah. villains. I, I I definitely think that of course. Uh, the it doesn't need to have the a lack of good like super famous actors because they are useless you know what I'm saying and then going back to the other thing um, if I'm not mistaken wasn't the the dude who played Tywin Lannister in the last one uh, he was Brother the one Nancy? working yeah was it was it he in the last one that he yeah. he worked with uh, the woman to to destroy the world which I I never kind of understood that theory because people are like oh let's we're gonna destroy everything in the world and I'm like. Bitch, you live in the world. What are you doing? Like, I never got that super villain premise. Why villains want to destroy the whole world? They're just like, but you live in the world. <laughs> it was always kind of silly to me. But overall, like, I, I, I definitely enjoyed like the. I, I enjoyed what I what I saw. I, I liked the fighting. I thought it was definitely cool. It was definitely cool to see them team up. Of course, we you know everyone knew it was coming, but it was cool how they like looked at each other to power the fucking axe. Like, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, Mechagodzilla, like I said before, was badass. But I, I don't know where they're going from this. Because I think it ended kind of abruptly. I, I thought the ending, like... It, what it, was the ending? Uh, they, uh, it they faced get, they the get, black they, really fast. <laughs> they, they get Kong. They get Kong down in the Hollow Earth. He he stays down there. Okay. And, and they're, they're monitoring. Oh, they're what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the guy in, inside of the skull that was controlling Mechagodzilla, I think, is somehow still alive. They do a quick flash to him, and Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I think I believe they did, yeah, because it was something to the effect of that he wasn't fully dead, like for whatever particular reason. So I think maybe that guy will come back as a threat. Uh, and then I believe Godzilla. He just he went he went to go take a fucking uh, a Godzilla nap. <laughs> he went back to his hidey hole, uh, whatever the case may be. So I. I mean, there's so much Godzilla lore to go from, so many monsters to pull from. Just, just bring back the uh, Ferris Bueller Godzilla. Let's just bring that one back. Oh, my Forget God. Uh, that's, 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 that's so, so, so cancerous. <laughs> I, I kind of want to watch the, the old, like, I have a bunch of the posters from the old, uh, the original Godzilla, original Kong. And I, I still remember the fucking, uh, when Kong is, or, yeah, Kong is putting the tree in Godzilla's mouth. It's the dude in the suit. He's like jamming uh, the tree. Um, like they, they. I definitely hope that they move forward and they make like I don't know if they need to make a Godzilla versus Kong two. Uh, I, I think that would be kind of weird because they're already good. Um, I think I, I think there's a lot of Godzilla lore that they can pull from because like most most Godzilla movies are, are not connected and only have subtle references to each other. And also, there's two Godzilla versus King Kong movies. 
there's Godzilla versus King Kong and King Kong versus Godzilla. Those are two separate movies. They came yeah. out like 10, 10, 20 years, uh, their senior. And the only, the, the original Godzilla movie in which Godzilla gets killed, ironically, uh, he gets killed only that movie. And like three other movies are linked together because from that movie, there's a Mecha Godzilla movie where they take the bones of Godzilla and build that into Mecha Godzilla. Uh, and apparently there is another Godzilla somewhere along the line. And then uh, there's like one more that links to it. So technically in the Godzilla like uh, story arc, there's only okay. like three. Yeah, franchise. Thank you. There's only like three or four Godzilla movies that actually link together. The other 20, 30 fucking Godzilla movies are all um, are all just like you know one-off spin-off movies and just fun so they can pull from any of those movies any number of fucking uh i just want to see the one where he dies i i definitely i definitely would like to uh to see another like a bigger bad guy or something like that uh i know they because these are all connected which i think they did a decent job having them connect without having to work very hard uh like the last like these four in the franchise uh, I think this one did a, a decent job with kind of recapping some of the stuff that happened in the beginning and showing that, you know, Kong, you know, where he came from. And then also when they go to the hollow earth, it, like, I'm glad they didn't go the route of like seeing hieroglyphs and all that shit of like Kong with the ax. Cause I, I, I really thought they were going to go that route. Uh, very fucking like he sees hieroglyphs of himself and he has holding the axe and he got Godzilla there. I was like, oh, come on, bro. Uh, but I mean, one thing they, that they could do next is is probably do a Hollow Earth one. Or Kong 2. Yeah. Uh, I think There's Kong 2 would be good. Kong 2 in the Hollow Earth fighting yeah. down there because there's supposedly other monsters and stuff down there. But I think if they ended it here, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad ending because it kind of like, you know, every time a threat rose up, Godzilla came in and he put the fucking smack down on it. And then, you know, they gave Kong his peaceful ending. He gets to be home. And then, you know, whatever. So if they ended it here, I wouldn't be mad at it. But I don't I see would. ending it. I want to see more. <laughs> well, I mean, I, w- I would like to see more, too. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, I love me some Godzilla. But, um, You're King Kong hater, uh, bro. Jesus. Because King Kong is fucking weak sauce, man. Got your fucking apes throw their fucking shit at people. You know what I'm saying? Fucking- and yet you love that shit, so shut up. But yeah, when, when that old lady got hit in the face, it was hilarious. But exactly. I'm saying, like, so his, big, his biggest defense is fucking, he diddles his hole and takes a turn and throws it. I'm just That's saying. not even his biggest defense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think, what else we got on the docket? Uh, I think that was pretty much it. I didn't get to watch the fourth right. episode yet of uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, I, I was watching something else today. I fucking forgot about it. I always forget that it comes out Friday, like midnight uh but i'm gonna watch that but this i i, I overall I, I i'm happy with what came out like i i'm definitely happy with it as a as a fan of those like titan movies but i do see a lot of the faults that you know the fence rider made or even just the reviews i, I do see some of those but this isn't one of those movies that i'm gonna pick apart like i this is just one of those like action movies and that's it like just why like it's like watching an Arnold movie and just eating your popcorn and, you know, just waiting for the fucking punchline. But I will say him jumping off the boat in slow motion is still the stupidest uh, fucking thing I've ever seen. Uh, all, all, they, all they needed to do was do a triple camera shot of him jumping from different angles. Oh and then do the minute, 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 minute as he jumped. Dude, I, uh, he put his head, hands above his head and everything. It's like, bro, what are you no, doing? The, the, the movie was, it's like what you guys said. It's... 
it's popcorn. It's you're just there to watch it to eat popcorn. Mindless. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I mean, it, when when it comes to the podcast, it's just so difficult to for me to watch a movie just for that. I can't do it. Well, yeah, I mean, th- in this case, it was similar to what happened with the hater with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like he wasn't gonna watch it. And you watch it for like to talk about it. So I do fully understand there's many things in the past seven years that we fucking like, hey, we got to watch this and talk about it. And I was like, damn, I really wasn't going to watch that. But, <laughs> but one thing I will say, I'm looking forward to some of the new movies that are coming out. Like, I'm I'm all for like nostalgia, nostalgic stuff. But I am kind of getting tired of all this bringing back bullshit. Like, I, like I'm not. Me personally, like I'm like, all right, what, what happened in the nineties, leaving in the nineties, in the eighties, leaving in the eighties. Let's I wanna see new stories. I'm looking right. forward to a nobody. I, I I think it depends. Oh, with I think uh, better call Saul? Yeah. I, I think it depends on what it is. Well you see, but that's funny because that trailer looks good, but to me that trope is tired as shit. That trope has been done to death in the last ten plus years. But as far as nostalgia goes, I think there's certain movies that didn't make it too well in the 90s and I think deserve a second chance like Mortal Kombat coming out in a couple oh of weeks oh my god I cannot I, wait for that, yeah, that, that I, I, I think that deserves a, a new chance to really get in there now but hold on to- hold on hold on hold on but, but I'm just like Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 was kind of fun like I can't I can't shit yeah, on those like movies because I grew up with that I like them when I saw them I liked them do they still yeah. hold the test of time probably not yeah, probably not back. and I wouldn't watch it no hell no I'm go not back. gonna ruin go my back. own nostalgia. <laughs> Do they, does their does their soundtrack though? That soundtrack was fire. It's like Street Fighter. I I when I was a kid, I fucking loved it. Do I want to go back and go watch that now? The end? Come on, I man. I can't. If I, if I do, it's gonna destroy my fucking childhood, dude. I can't, it's and so, I won't. <laughs> Mortal Kombat is so atrocious, and I and as I was watching, I think about it, and they was like, "Yo, this looks like a bunch of college fucking uh, college kids." Making a shitty movie with their friends in the fucking backyard, and they're like, "Yo, every every three seconds, there's like these lightning effects going off, and they're just going on." And that I'm sounds like, like some Godzilla fan cool. shit. <laughs> Godzilla's king of the monsters, and yeah, you, well, let me guess, Godzuki's gonna come out next. <laughs> yeah, you you leave that cartoon alone. That I used to love Godzuki. <laughs> fucking, it was great. That, 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 theme song was still in, that theme song is still in my head. I've never heard this shit. <laughs> you you never heard the Godzilla cartoon theme song? Hell yeah! No, no him. Oh no, I, bro! I live in the current times, man. All right, well, good for you. I'm sorry. I well, just talked about how good Mortal Kombat was from the '90s, and he lives in the current times. Yeah. <laughs> he selectively lives That's in the current times. Uh, uh, so the I, last I, thing, I, go ahead. I was gonna say I do agree that they need to come out with new movies as opposed to constantly going back to the well. But I, I wonder what's in store for the for the movie industry in the next few years, considering they're gonna have to they have to rebuild all these losses and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I think because of what's happened over the last year, like you know HBO has taken a huge uh, chance putting bringing these movies to their platform and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I just saw a thing this morning that said like all Warner Brothers movies are gonna be exclusively in theaters. Uh, in 2022, so I feel days. like this for the first 40 days or something. Like that. So I feel like there's gonna be a thing where the it's definitely gonna like I feel like it's gonna go around of possibly streaming is gonna really try to take on the movie industry, uh, you know, uh, theater industry. You know what I'm saying? So I I think it all there's a lot to depend on, and I do agree they need to pull out new movies or pull out new scripts, something to really you know kind of shake things up, or maybe they'll go back to the lower budget movies as opposed to. You know, Lord of the Rings, 
you know, $300 million, like, you know, go back to basics to really try to bring in, you know, uh, keep costs down. Cause you know, movie theaters, when they fully get reopened and price is going to go through the roof. But the, what's yeah. crazy is like, I mean, they're even doing, they're doing another, they're doing a scream reboot, uh, or scream, another scream movie. They're doing another paranormal activity. Like they really need to like, bro, start, start coming up with some new shit, man. Cause it's getting, yeah. it's, it's getting kind of wild. Yeah. And, but, uh, but I also think that's why they're struggling because they're not dropping enough original shit. Like it's, it's cool. Like a lot of these movies, they're cool, but uh, like, you gotta, you gotta give people something new. Like, I, I mean, like, I know you're a huge fan of Godzilla and stuff, but how many Godzilla movies are you going to get? And how many, at what point are you going to be like, all right, this is, this is enough for me. Right. Or like what you said, the, the same trope where it's, uh, I guess, hand to hand action movies, like those, like, yeah. uh, taken John Wick, um uh I, I feel like there's another one in there somewhere and now nobody like it's it's but i think nobody know, it, feels like there. that bruce willis movie that just came out where they killed his family uh like it kind of felt death wish that was another remake but it, it kind of felt like that mm. it looked entertaining like i would still watch it but i think after covid now more than ever it's gonna be do i really want to pay for this and I think like that's Yeah, because if you can wait, like you said, if it if it's forty yep. days and then it goes on to like a premium channel, yep. like I might as well just wait for the premium channel. Yep. But what was I, the last I, thing I, that was on Disney uh, Plus? Not not uh, no, Riva, 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 not 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 Riva? Raya, whatever. Not that one. There was another one. Uh Mulan. Mulan. When Mulan first came out, I was like, Man, I wanna see this. I'm gonna pay the twenty dollars. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I you know what? Let me Google it. And I Googled it and it was like coming to, to Disney Plus uh, December, I think December, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna like. I wait two months. I don't need to see that shit open and day." Yeah, like, no, not even, not even. I think that was more. I think it was like three, four months for yeah, Mulan. like, but like Bill and Ted, I paid for it because that's fucking Bill and Ted, and, and, and I not only to that, you got, <laughs> and you also got to keep them away. Yeah, yeah, yes, correct. It wasn't a rental, a twenty dollar rental, but my shit is like, if there's a movie that I'm on the fence about, and I find out it's three, four months, okay, like I'll I think- wait. I, I I I would I too would wait because I'm just you know cheap, <laughs> but I I think where some of that might fall short is that once these things start to reopen and things get a little bit easier, people are going to be so thirsty to go outside and do shit, especially in springtime. Summer's coming in the beginning. Though. Be, yeah, I, I think I think it's going to ramp up and then it's going to yep. drop yep. because yep. at the same yeah because at the same time like number one people have been stuck inside. And to go be stuck inside again in a theater for like two, three hours, I mean, that's a little asinine to me. Like, if you're going to go out, go go out. But even if you do like, the date night or even if you do whatever, like, I feel like people are going to go out and then either people are going to start getting sick again or they're going to see like a downfall to it. Or even just it's going to they're going to realize like, yo, a lot of shit you really weren't missing. Like, you're they're going to go. They're going to spend money. It's going to be a surge. And then I think it's going to especially when restaurants, movie theaters, all of them start jacking up prices because of the surge because that's what's going to happen. Even Uber is doing it. Every every fucking company now is going to try to recoup their last year of loss and people are going to go, oh, this shit is double? Fuck that. I'm staying home. And it's going to change the way people spend their money. Yeah, like if they go above $15 uh, like per, per ticket, fuck that. You you pay $20 and get it to your house. Yeah. I Like... I, I, I would think that's the way it goes, but the only reason I, I somewhat disagree is because I feel like people just don't care stupid. at some point. Uh, I'm, me and Godzilla are stupid, yes. Um, 
I, I, I feel that like people just you gotta don't be more care. like King Kong, bro. Like if you think about it, uh, King Kong. King Kong. Shut that King Kong up your ass. Uh, and then throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> throw it at him. Yeah, but I just don't realize. Uh, what I was going to say is the fact that people were pushing to do things during a time when it was uh, bad and it was really, yeah. you know, things were really bad. Imagine once people have free reign that people are still uh, going hard. So I, I, I would hope that it is, but I feel like people are still going to go hard and the companies are definitely, definitely going to take advantage of that. I, I definitely feel the same way, but I, I, I do feel like it's going to die out really fast. Like, there are a bunch of things that are going to be flooded. Like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, restaurants. Restaurants is going to be the thing that people are going to yeah, go because they yeah. want that that dining experience. That experience. You know, but when, to be honest, like, they're, right now, I think 17% of New York is, is uh, vaccinated. And the fact that you could get vaccinated and still transfer this disease I or this virus I don't see it being where, like, Texas. Texas right now, I was watching their game. Yo, they have 55,000 people in the stadium. Because they're 100% open, right? 100%. Every time they scan the crowd, yo, like, you had the fucking... It was like a Where's Waldo for somebody with a mask. So when you when you think of that, like, people are going to be scared still after this. So I don't see it being, like, a switch mm, where people are going to go, I got to go out, I got to go out. Hold on, but 55,000, that's a lot. Yeah, for, for for that stadium, right? It, it was so it was, maybe it won't be like that for but us. I think maybe it's it will it's be Texas. where Texas. No, Texas yeah, didn't. Uh, you know, they didn't that. give a shit in the beginning. They they never had a yeah, COVID uh, shutdown. Yeah. No, I get that, but what I mean is like maybe maybe people will get more of the mentality like Texas. But then again, a baseball game is outside. Yeah, like that. That that's my biggest thing, right? Because with a movie theater, you're indoors and you can't but really you know. talk. But and you're still sitting on top of each other, per se. No, 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 no. What, what I mean is what's attractive, right? Uh, going to a, a baseball game, sitting out in the sun, you know, watching, talking, whatever, screaming. That, to me, I feel like is more appealing than going to a movie theater, being quiet, watching a big screen. Yeah, um, no, you're right. Because you could do that at home. I, yeah, because I, I, I feel I, like I, with this technology that we have now, I mean, the... The 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 fanboy was just like yo the the way the the snow dropped off of King Kong's back was amazing. It was it brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's. I, I mean, most people have that technology at home already, and they probably I, experienced it during the pandemic. So. I, I I I definitely I, I agree, but I don't know. I after this last past year, like my hope of like people a movie doing theater. <laughs> um, my. my my hope of people doing the right thing or not necessarily doing the wrong thing or just not giving a rat's from has, has severely diminished over time. Like I oh, really, fuck yeah. people, oh, yeah. just, I, people don't care. I don't like care. I, there, yeah, there is a, I, I there's a more carefree about it. Yeah. There, there is a, a group of people. I don't know the numbers, but there is definitely a group of people that is like, yo, COVID's You're over. I don't care. Like there, I'm done. Like, well, I, I, I don't know. Like I, there's gotta be thousands of people in New York, mil- maybe millions that just, they're like, yo, I spent a year inside. Fuck this is fuck this virus. I'm going outside. I'm owed this. And it's like, yo, you could be careless if you want, but there's still motherfuckers get catching this shit. Like there's a girl at my job that I feel so bad for that she lost like three percent of muscle mass and it, it's hard for her to walk because Damn. of COVID. You know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to fuck with this. Yes, I, I'm getting my vaccination. Yes, I'm doing it, but it's still like I'm not gonna be careless after I get a vaccination. Right now, people in Florida fucking are bugging. They're going ape shit. 
They were, they was dancing in the streets uh, for spring yeah. break uh, like a week or two but ago. Anyway, and, let's not talk about idiots. Let's talk about one idiot. Speaking of Florida, uh, to close it out, we've got to do our Florida man. I don't even just this headline alone is very Florida. So after you read the headline, let's fade to black. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you definitely can, because it's uh, it, it's self-explanatory. No, no, no end credits. No, no, no end ramble. Nothing. Just T- tell me if I'm tell me if I'm wrong. Florida man who bought an $8 million island was busted stealing from Kmart. <laughs> Do you need any more context? You know what? We, you know what? We got we to gotta add on to this. After you read the headline, we got to be like, oh, Florida. Like, just fucking, just like, just, it's only, only in fucking Florida, bro. Dude, he, he stole $300 worth of household items just days after he purchased an $8 million private island. Oh, he no was more mad spending all his money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he spent he, he he's cash poor, you know what I'm saying? He got stocks and bonds, but he's he cash got poor island now. money, but not Kmart money. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. what it is. Plus, I, if I bought an island, how dare Kmart charge me anything? They're beneath me. So why should I not take from Kmart? Yeah, that's true. Anyway, don't forget to rate, view, and subscribe. Buy all our shit on Teespring. All of the platforms also, like I think we're on seven platforms. Um they're all linked in the description. I'm the fanboy. I'm the hater and Godzilla for life. And I'm the fence rider. Fuck you, Godzilla. So would you say Fuck you believe in God? Podcast you never heard of. So you believe in God, Zilla? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, if Godzilla was, was my God, if Twinkie the Kid fails me, I'll, I'll switch to Godzilla as my deity.